that you, you, you run a leader and you call that leader, what do you call that? A snail. A snail. And it, they run a line, then they got a swivel, then they hook the snail, which is a leader line, then they got what size of hook you running? Uh, it's a four or six. It's like a trout hook. And what they do, they put their earthworms on that hook. You can put them on there any way you want. Use then they got a lead weight above the snail. It depends on the type and depth of water and the swiftness of what size of weight. But what size of weight normally you use? Quarter ounce? Well, if it's real swift, we use a half ounce. Okay. You know, and then like a, a quarter ounce. So what you do is you throw your, you, they, they cast with the line with the current downriver. Yeah, right straight down. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn. Wise Eye presents... Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutledge calling in, sitting on my front porch here in the beautiful Missouri Ozarks. And Redbone, have we got a show lined up for everybody this week? Yeah, I think people are going to like this sucker. I bet you they're going <laughs> to love this sucker because that is the topic of our show, sucker fishing in the Ozarks. It's an old tradition, an old art of fishermen that's been here for in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, Alex, you know, I was thinking when you told me what we're going to be discussing as, as we record this today, uh, I was wondering, is, is sucker grabbing and sucker fishing, is that something that they do anywhere else in the Ozarks or is it pretty much exclusive to the Ozarks? Oh, they do it in northern Arkansas as well, on the White River and other rivers down there in uh, the beautiful state of Arkansas. Yeah, but that's still and, in the Ozarks. You know, I've not I mean, heard that they do sucker fishing in any other states. And I've got a special guest with me, and we're going to bring him in the show here. It's my first cousin, and they took me sucker fishing today on the beautiful Current River, him and his brother, Rick. Welcome to the show, Randy Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Randy. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you're here. Randy yeah. is funny, everybody. If you've never met him, he's yeah. never done a radio yeah. show, so bear with us. Randy, do you know of any other states that's doing what we're doing here in Ozarks? Have you read anything or know anything? You know, Alex, I was checking on the Internet, yeah. and uh, I don't exactly remember what rivers it was, but yeah. they do. They do something. They do what we do. But not, not so much out of the boat. They do it offshore. Really? Off the shore, yeah. Really, I think down in Florida, I've heard, and southern states red bone like uh, louisiana that they talk about catching suckers yeah yeah i just wonder yeah. you know because there are some fish that are native to some parts of the country and and you won't find them in other parts of the country so i was kind of wondering you know suckers may not be in all waters across the country yeah well what we will hope to do with this show today is educate all the listeners in 19 different countries as we speak as we air this show and record it for our podcast uh, to educate them about suckers and sucker fishing and what a delicacy they are, aren't they, Randy? Yeah, you know, uh, they show a lot uh, on the Internet about catching suckers, but they never show anything about preparing them. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Randy is, I'm telling you, him and Rick are geniuses. They are masters at catching these suckers on the beautiful rivers here in the Ozarks. And we're going to learn their techniques. We're going to learn how to prepare them, how to get them ready, how to cook them. And we're also going to learn some secrets of the trade in the bonus segment of our show, if you're a podcast listener, at the end of after the radio show, Redbone. Okay, so Alex, I, I, you know, I've got my computer here in front of me, so I did a little quick research while y'all were talking. Uh, red Horse Suckers. 
The river red horse is a species of freshwater fish endemic to the eastern half of the United States and southeastern Canada. The shorthead red horse is a uh, is native, uh, say native to central and eastern North America. Huh? So there you go. We knew there were suckers in other states, Randy. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know that people enjoy them the way we do here in the Ozark. That's the thing. We're revealing something that to a lot of our listeners that maybe they didn't even know. When you, I know I've been in other states. I say, man, have you ever had suckers? And they go, suckers? That's yeah. a trash fish. Yeah, we don't yeah. eat those anyway, things. What are you going to say about a sucker? Well, I, you know, that's kind of a sporting uh, for me. Yeah. You know, we get the... Uh, Go out on the river and uh, like this morning, you know. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's kind of foggy, you know. And we got there at daylight, red yeah, bones. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Now the I'm still, fog's I'm still... on the water and it's lifting. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. We had to put our hoodies on, didn't we? Yeah. Running down the river. Yeah, running down the river. Yeah. And 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 we're going to paint a picture for you here before we go to a break. We're going to set it up here real quick. We got two or three minutes left here before we go to a break, but. It was a cool morning this morning. What was it, 65 maybe? Yeah, yeah. 65 degrees. We unload the boat. <laughs> we get all of our, yeah. <laughs> we get everything unloaded. We go down river, and we drop an anchor, everybody. We drop an anchor, and what it does, it locks your boat in position. And what kind of area do you look for to target to catch these fish, Randy? Well, sometimes, you know, you can anchor on top of a shoal, uh, which... You don't have to all the time, you know. Yeah. But it, it, it's a good place. But what is a show? Tell all of our listeners what we call a show. Uh, well, it's right at the top of a riffle. Yeah, and, a riffle, uh, and a riffle is where the current yes. gets swifter, and you can actually see the waves of the current. Yeah, that's a show or a riffle. Yeah, or even you can get uh, where the riffle empties into the hole uh-huh. and uh, get down a little ways from there and catch them there. Or sometimes, Alex, you can even catch them in the middle of the hole. It's great. You showed that today. Yeah. Yeah, we, we actually stopped above a show, Redbone, mm-hmm. Riffle, and we anchored with his brother Rick and Norman Goodrich, and we side-by-side. Side, we were within 40 yards of each other, and we've got like eight, ten poles out, and we're going to tell you how we rigged these poles out and with our baits when we come back after this break. It's time for a break. Everybody, you're listening to American Roots Outdoors. We're talking about sucker fishing here in the Ozarks. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Randy Sarton, a master sucker fisherman. We'll be back right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy, Alex Rutledge, with American Roots Outdoors. And good friends. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. like load him in the back of my truck. We can see- Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Got my hunting 
Golly, Fishing Rods presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoor segment two of our show. And we're talking about sucker fishing here in the Ozarks. When you think of a sucker, you know it's not a lollipop. It's not something you buy at a grocery store. Tell us what a sucker is again, Randy. Well, a sucker, they're a bottom feeder. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh, I'd say they're probably uh, in the category of buffalo, carp, drum, uh, drum. you know. Uh, in that so category. they eat algae. Yeah. Worms, yeah. insects that may be on the bottom. Yeah, they're probably cleaning up the bottom, you might They, they eat crawfish, too. Well, yeah, they will. They yeah. will. That's awesome. So uh, there you have it, folks, a bottom feeder, and they'll eat crawfish. They will eat worms, insects, except for algae. Yeah. And actually, they help, they help the moths. Yeah. They help our streams, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. And, uh, you know, it <laughs> kind of sounds like a trash fish, but it's not a trash yeah, fish. Yeah, it's not. No, they're excellent eating. They are. When you clean one, everybody, the meat is real pretty white. Yes. But they're very bony, and we're going to talk about that, too, throughout the show, how to clean one, how to get it ready, how to score it. How many of y'all know what scoring means? No, not keeping points. Scoring is how you prepare the fish. And let's talk about that real quick. What is scoring? Well, uh, you know, you first of all, you got to scale it. Let's talk know, about that. Yeah, it. I got ahead of you. And... Uh, so you scale it. How, well, how do you scale it? You use a, a, a flat, something flat, and you yeah. push all the scales off of it. Yeah, and they also have regular scalers, you know, okay. that, that, that you can you buy. Use, that you can buy. But anyway, you uh, scale it and uh, uh, you fillet it. So you just cut, cut right, go right behind the head, go down the side of it, and you flip that fillet over with the scales off. Okay, then you got all those bones. Yeah, well, you got to take the rib bones out. Well, you take the rib bone out, yeah. so you cut yeah. that out. Okay, you have your fillet, and we, what what we have is a scoring machine. Oh. So you uh, actually put your fillet in that scoring machine. And it clamps the tail down, holds it solid? No. It, okay. It slides. Oh, it slides. It's yeah. on a slider mechanism. Yeah. And yeah. Is, is it razor blades? Is it knife blades? What is it? It's kind of like, uh, you know, these box blades? Yeah. They're in there. It's every, what, eighth of an inch, I think it is. Really? Yeah, all the way across. And you can get a pretty good-sized fillet in there, and when you bring that machine back, it stops it and it cuts it right, you know, it just scores the whole All the way blade. to the skin. All the way to the skin. So what you're doing is you're actually cutting these... Uh, divots or whatever you want to call it into the meat an eighth of an inch apart yeah which goes all the way to the skin so what do you do then to prepare it after uh, you get it filleted and you've scored it scoring is when you slice down to the skin and you're cutting through the bones yeah well you know after you get it to prepare it you know after that well you know you got to get your uh, you want to talk about the cooking part of yeah, it yeah cooking part of it uh, so what do you use to cook them you use flour or cornmeal i mean yeah use uh, yellow cornmeal and uh, we season it well you know salt pepper if you like some special kind of uh, seasoning seasoning that you like to use you can mm-hmm. put that in there well one of the and famous cornmeal fish batters was hillbilly joe's van yeah. buren missouri man he sold his fish seasoning and cornmeal red bone all over the world oh yeah i've used it many times i also like to use the uh, louisiana cajun style Zatarans is Zatarans, really good. Yeah. Absolutely, and Andy's, yeah. Andy's is another good cornmeal yeah. that you can you can uh, prepare 
throw your fish with. Now, now you got them scored. You got your favorite cornmeal and your seasoning laid out there. How do you? What do you do? You just put them in a bag and put the cornmeal, well, shake it up. What do you do? I have a shaker. Okay. That you mix your uh, cornmeal, your seasoning inside the shaker, and then you can uh, put so many flays in there, and then put the lid on it, and then just turn it over and shake it. Huh? And then turn it back over. Shake it again. So the cornmeal will go in between each cut that you made yeah. all the way to the skin so it covers it like a, a, a film or <laughs> how would you say, or, or what would you call it, Redbone? It's a coating. Uh, it coats well, it all over. You know, like, like Rick, he, he likes to wear his by hand. You know, he, he uses the old, the old method. So what he'll do, he'll fold them over and yep. make them open and he'll dump all the cornmeal corn in between in each cut one. Yep, yep. Mm. Boy, it really makes them good, Alex. Yeah, it does make some. Hey, we're going to try something. We're going to do something here tonight, Redbone. It's a shame that you or Wayne's not here, everybody. Yeah. I just want to touch on Wayne real quick. Wayne Locke, uh, one of our brand, so, uh, assistant brand managers, one of our brand managers, and also the co-host and the director of the podcast, had open heart surgery here oh, about a week and a half ago, and he's really had a tough time. I appreciate everybody keeping him in prayer. Uh, he, he's having a tough time healing. He's finally home, Redbone. Yeah, I knew he was home, and I know he kind of signed off social media there for us, said he'd be back in a while. But really, you know, Wayne's only focus right now needs to be getting himself healthy. Yes, I would agree. So, Wayne, when you listen to this, we're all praying for you. We love you. We appreciate you, and uh, uh, we hope you get better, and we know you will be. Now, back to Randy. Randy, you, we're, we're, we've got the cornmeal and the seasonings and everything. We've got your fish uh, covered in cornmeal. What about your grease? What's your favorite kind of grease you love to cook in? Well, Alex, I like to use peanut oil. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a good oil, and, you know, you can't hardly burn it. You know, mm-hmm. you've you got to bring your temperature up. Uh, How many degrees do you usually get? 350, 200, maybe, maybe about 360, maybe. 360, yeah. okay. Get it good and hot, you know. So you're using propane. You're not doing it on the stove in the kitchen. No. You're using the propane cooker. Right, right. We cook them outside, and, and uh, we uh, get our grease. Uh, sometimes you can use a thermometer and get your grease this perfect. Monitor it, yeah, keep it consistent, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's the way we do it, and uh, usually when uh, you drop your fillets in there, they'll they kind of sink. Now down. you just don't drop them in there. You got to you monitor the heat till you get to where you want it. Yeah, right. Now do you put onions in before your fish or anything? We do season with onions. Ah, ah. you don't want a big old red bone. Vidalia onion. Oh, onion. Yeah. So that gives your grease flavor that onion needs. Yeah, ah. yeah, makes it good, Alex. What do you think, Redbone? Yeah, that's that's exactly how I do it too. And 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 another uh, another thing about doing that. Uh, and I've kind of lost my train of thought here, but you're talking about that grease. Well, with peanut oil, one of the really good reasons to use peanut oil, because it's healthy. It is very low in cholesterol. So if you know somebody that's, you know, fighting cholesterol or trying to eat healthy, peanut oil is the way to go. There you go. That's a great tip for all of our listeners. It's prime meat, fish, whatever it may be. be Yeah, Yeah, try to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're, we, we, you, you got your oil to your temperature, 350, 360. You got your fish rolled in cornmeal. Do you cook taters before your fish, or you wait to cook your taters later? Let's, let's hear your secrets. Well, Come on, you're smiling uh, ear to ear here. What I do, Alex, I try to do a batch of fish, you know, pretty good batch. You put onions in first, yeah, then the fish, then with, onions with the fish. Right. Okay. You cook them down. 
What well, color? Well, I tell you what, Alex. When they get good, they will they will come to the you know to float. the top and float. There you go, red bone. And, mm-hmm. uh, Usually, I like them just kind of light brown. Oh yeah, you know, it's, you can overcook them oh, a little yeah. bit, you know. So, but you, when these fish are scored the way we score them, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like eating regular fillets off of a crappie or anything. Yeah, crappie or anything. What it does, everybody, to all the listeners out there, when you score this fish and you cut these eight inch cuts in this fish to the skin, it cooks the bones out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it just cooks them up, and you just, you just chew them up. And a sucker's got a different flavor. Wouldn't you agree, Red Bone? Oh, absolutely. You know, it might be, and, and it might be because you usually cook them right on the creek bank or right on the river bank, and, and everything's always good, better cooked outside, but it might be the best tasting fish on the planet. Oh, I'm telling you. I, I tell you, I, every time I eat them, and again, I just want to say this, we're getting ready to cook about 20 fillets mm. <laughs> here at my house. And I wish you all was here to eat with us because we're fixing to get down on some suckers, everybody. Yeah. This is hillbilly living at its best yeah. at the Rutledge house tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're going to eat what God gives us today, you know, it's on like the river. Steak night, it? You know, it's like steak night, but it's sucker <laughs> night. <laughs> Yeah. You going to come up and eat with us? Well, I, I wish I could, but, you know, I go to bed at 8 o'clock because I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, so I doubt if I'll make it tonight. Well, I got up at 4.30 this morning. Randy, got what time did you get up? I think it was 4 o'clock. Yeah. 4 o'clock, and Kathy got up earlier than that, oh, his yeah. wife, because they had to take a young child, their grandson, to the doctor. Yeah. But uh, He's doing hungry right now. He's doing, yeah, yep. doing good. Yep. Good. That's good, everybody. Yeah. But, All right, Alex, we need to go to break. All right, everybody, you're listening to American Reach Outdoors. We're talking about sucker fishing with my first cousin, Randy Sarton. Rick couldn't make it tonight. He had another range, but we'll get him on the show again sometime. But uh, we're talking about sucker fishing in the Ozarks. We're watching the doe deer run through our yard right now as we speak. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Jessica White with Wonder Woman, Kansas. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. The Ammunition Presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, our third segment of the show today. And again, we're talking about sucker fishing in the Ozarks. Again, if you've been listening to the show, we're not talking about suckers you buy from the store, candy or anything like that. This is Hillbilly at its best, everybody. Hillbilly's gone wild eating suckers on the river. Suckers is a bottom-feeding fish, as Randy yeah. told us here. Yeah. Touch again on it real quick, what they are. Well... Well, I guess, would it be like a scavenger, I guess? Yeah, mm-hmm. scavenger, yeah. maybe a yeah. bottom feeder. Yeah. They uh, crawfish, uh, moths, they eat uh, a little bit of everything. You they know? like worms today, <laughs> Redbone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, if you listen to the other side of the show, we talked about how to prepare the suckers, how to uh, get your grease hot, uh, the right temperature, you drop them in, you, you cook them with onions, the first batch of fish, then you put in your taters. Do you like red potatoes, white potatoes? What potatoes do you like best? Oh, I'll tell you what, Alex, I like those uh, red Pontiacs. I'm red like, Pontiac yeah, potatoes. No, red Pontiac, you know anything about them? Not, not too many people eat those. No, uh, no, I, I usually use the white potatoes because I like to get them a little crunchy. 
Yeah, well, let's talk about these red Pontiacs. Tell us about them. <laughs> They're not a paid sponsor, everybody, but if you're listening to Red Pontiac, we sure would appreciate the hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, they just got a sweet uh, flavor, you know. You, uh, they probably don't get as brown as the white potatoes, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, red potatoes. Yeah. I like any potato. You look at my belly and tell that. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> so, right, you're, you're going to prepare your potatoes. So let's talk about that. What do you do? You take them out of the sack. What do you do? Well, you wash them, you know, and uh, get you a, a good sharp knife. And you uh, do you don't wash them in soap or anything like that. No, just plain no, water. Let's no, talk no, about that. Plain water. Do you know? Just salt water. Skin plain off. water. What? Yeah. Well, you don't. I, we don't peel them. You know, we just yeah. under the faucet and just kind of rub the. You cut the bad spots out of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we just slice them up, you know. uh, How thin do you slice your potatoes? Well, it's just however. Matter of preference. Yeah, yeah, it is, Alex. You can have them, you know, pretty thick, and they'll have them uh, a little bit softer. Or you can make them crunchy, you know. The thinner you cut them, and the longer you cook them, the crisper you get like a potato chip. Now, Linda Bird likes hers about medium. Yeah. Yeah, she don't like them well now, done. Now, you know, Alex, uh, some some will uh, like theirs with cornmeal, you know. Oh. Put them in the shaker. It's oh, really? Cornmeal, yeah, and some 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 don't, you know. So so let's yeah. talk about that then. So you you, you get your taters sliced up. You got your grease hot. Do you put more onions in before you dump your taters in? Another bunch of ta- onions? Well, sometimes, Alex, I'll cook a whole batch of onions, and it really... Every time I put taste in taste, I'm doing the same <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Red Bone? Yeah, I like to cook my onions with my potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I cook onions with the fish, deer meat, I don't care, turkey breast, whatever it is. Yeah. So, now, you got your taters in there. You got your onions in there. They're cooking. How long do you cook them? Tell our listeners, what do you do? Is it a certain same temperature? Did you yeah. cook in the fish? And what color do you wait for your taters to come? To? Well, I like, like my fish. I like it light brown. You know, light brown. I want them. I want them uh, pretty much done. You know, That's and good. Uh, uh, it's just a, a person's preference. You know. Yeah. Uh, but so if you're cooking for a big group and you've cooked for a big group, because we got people on that's going to be cooking for big groups, how do you cook them for most people? I just light brown. Light brown. Uh, you know, you don't. If you get them uh, light brown, and uh, everybody's some happy. Them, some of them will be a little bit thicker and thinner, you know. And they'll, and you usually please everybody, you know, yeah. because they're waiting for the fish to come out. The so your taters will float to the top too. When same, done. same, same way. way. They float to the top. So once they float top, you take them out. Now, what do you lay them? You just lay them on a, a pan, or what? What do you do? Well, you know, a lot of people. Uh, them old beer flats, you know, you can get uh-huh, or soda flat, beer flats, know, yeah. beer flats, and then put your. Uh, a lot of people just use uh, newspaper. Newspaper. I've heard, mm-hmm. I've seen them use newspaper, and they've used uh, paper towels, brown paper bag. Yeah, old bags. Yeah, old bags. bags. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, brown bag. Yeah. They soak anything that will soak the grease away from the fish. Yeah, you try to strain it out, you know, best you can, but you yeah. can't get it up. But when you put it on those uh, paper towels, uh, the bags or whatever, you know, and uh, it will take a lot of that grease up out of there, you know, and yeah. make them good, you know. It will make them good. So you get them out, you put them in this uh, beer flat or soda flat, yeah. and you got paper towels or whatever down to absorb the grease from them. Do you sprinkle any seasonings on them? You got a secret you want to share with all of our listeners? You got a favorite seasoning you like to sprinkle or just salt and pepper? 
I, I, to me, I just like the salt and pepper, you know. But I might just once in a while just a light coating of Lowry's. Ooh, you know, Lowry's. there you go, Red Bone. Yeah. Yeah, or some Tony Cacciatore's. Tony Ketchup, Tony Shasher. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, there's a good seasoning out there, everybody. There's a lot of great seasonings, but I love Head Country. If you've never heard of Head Country mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma, you can put it on turkey meat, deer meat, fish, poultry. It don't matter. It gives it a good spicy flavor. I'm a. You ought to see all the spices we got at our house, Redbone. It's yeah, unbelievable. Me too. I, we are spice freaks. Yeah. We love to cook. You do like spices, don't you? Oh, we do. Yeah. We do. That's probably why I don't get ticks very bad. <laughs> 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 or headlines. Yeah, or, yeah. Like that. yeah. And Alex, did you want to try something extra special on those potatoes? Uh, yeah. t- two things. Rendezvous seasoning from the Rendezvous Barbecue in Memphis. Uh, yes. You can use that. It is fantastic. And another thing, I've got one of those big uh, graters. It's got the big holes in it. Take your potatoes and your onions and grate them up like you're making hash browns. Oh. And then, you know, if you're using a wire basket in your in your fish cooker, just yep. fill fill that thing up with those uh, shredded potatoes. Drop that down in. I mean, just thirty seconds, and you've got you've got instant hash browns. You give us a new idea. We may do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, talk about look, Randy's got this potato pillar. Talk about that that well, your brother it, makes. It, yeah, Mackey. Yeah, it, it's kind of uh, like an apple pillar. Yeah, and it it makes the potato. Uh, it just curls it up, Alex. You yeah, know, make make ribbon off, potatoes. Yeah, it just curls the potato up, and uh, you can get you. Uh, it makes it real thin. Is what it does, really. And you can just get you some. Uh, like a couple of handful, and just drop them in there. Uh-huh. And, yep. you know, well, you want to season them, too, you know. But, boy, when they come to the top, now, Alex, them are good. Oh, yeah, make those ribbon, I, those I ribbon potatoes. It's hard to explain. Lindenberg, get that grease on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex, you're making, you're making ribbon <laughs> potatoes. Both of my eyes <laughs> yeah, Alex, you're making ribbon potatoes, and if you go to a carnival and buy those yeah. from one of the food vendors, they cost you $8. Uh, <laughs> ribbon potatoes, that's yeah. what he's making. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. 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 All right, Alex, need to go to break. Folks, we'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors Radio right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Around your heart, so you never got to worry what the wind might do. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. How many of you need an attorney? If you're like me, sometimes you do. I go to Zane Prevet at the Prevet Law Office, Willow Springs, Missouri. No case is too big or too small. You can call Zane at 417-469-3535. Zane Prevet at the Brevet Law Office. This is Alex Rutledge, and he is my attorney. Eagle Seed presents. Welcome back to American Roots, the final segment of the show for the radio show. If you're a podcast listener, go to any podcast carrier, and you can look up American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends, and you can listen to all of our shows. Mm-hmm. And you will listen to a bonus segment after this, and that's where Randy's going to share some of his secret techniques of 
his tackle and his setup, how to catch these bottom feeders, these suckers uh, that we caught today and that you've been catching for years. How many years have you been fishing for suckers, Randy? Alex, you know, I picked it up from my brother Rick. And, yeah. Uh, he, how many years has he been fishing oh, for suckers? Uh, he's a master, Randy. He's probably 10, 12 years, maybe. Uh, wow. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But uh, longer than that, I know he's but, been doing it longer than that. Yeah, he has. But he holds the world, the state record right now, Redbone. Yeah, really, state record red horse. Yeah. Wow. Now, which did he put? Eleven pounds something. Uh, Alex, you can look it up in the record Genius Book of World Records and yeah. also the state records. Rick Sarton of Birch Tree, Missouri. Hmm. You know, we caught one. Yeah, listen, bigger, this, listen we this. caught one bigger the year before. And yeah. never did check it in. They're so big, you can't eat them because the bones are so big. So yeah. we just turned it back. Oh, wow. Let him live, you know. Yeah. And uh, So you're saying the small ones are better eaten than the bigger ones? Yes. It needs to yeah. be smaller, yeah. Because the red horse, they get, they, they're they kind of a real muscular, you know, yeah. big bone. Bulky. Yeah. Bulky. Yeah, they get you know, before we went to a break, we were talking about the potatoes and ribbon potatoes and stuff. You, you was going to share something with us about putting some butter on there? Uh, my mama always said, no, everybody, I'm not making fun of my mama, but she was just an old country woman, country lady. Uh, I lo- miss my mama dearly, Laverne Evelyn Rutledge, and Randy's mother, Aunt Rachel, was my mom's sister. Right. So we grew up together, but mom would say, listen, you need to stay away from that colossum. <laughs> <laughs> not cholesterol, that colossum is not good for you. But uh, you, you were sharing something with us real quick. Red bone. You said you shredded your potatoes, and what did you say? Put butter on it, and what else? Yeah, well, while they're still hot, just cut you a little slab of butter, or get you spoonfuls if you use the butter in the tub, and just put that on top and let it melt, and then kind of mix those potatoes up, and it'll taste like. And I don't know if you ever been to a, a high end restaurant where they cook the hash browns Ooh, yeah. in butter. What will make those shredded potatoes taste like those hash browns cooked in butter? Hold on a minute. I have not been to a high-end restaurant. I can't afford to. Are you telling us you can afford to go there? I, I can tell you I've been to events at high-end restaurants <laughs> that I wasn't paying for. Um, oh, I got you. I got you. We're just joking, having fun here. Uh, so but we've, but talked anyway. we've talked about uh, preparing these suckers. Uh, let's talk about you, Randy, and your brother, and, and uh, the American Roots before we wrap the show up here. We've got like six minutes left, I think. But uh, your mom and my mom grew up together, yeah. and uh, they're sisters, and they were yeah. born in Lawassee, Missouri, yeah. between uh, Birch Tree and Van Buren, a family farm down there. And uh, your mom could cook the best pies and the best oh, food. She cooked a very popular restaurant here in Berkshire called the Hickory House, Redbone. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You remember eating those big, those real pretty coconut cream pies? She's the one that made all them. Mm-hmm. With the, with the, the cow slobbers on top of them. Yep. Them. And the just a little, a little bit of a brown burnt on top. Oh, man. So anyway, uh, we all grew up together. You were born and raised. Where was you born, Randy? I was born in Mountain View, Missouri. In the hospital. In the hospital. And Rick, where was he born? Uh, same place. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Randy, I was born in a farmhouse. Oh, yeah. The old farmhouse there on the hill. Well, yeah. Seven of us ten kids was born in a farmhouse. You yeah. know, I'm not sure that Rick was born at Mountain View, but I, I think he was. Uh, yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, he... Uh, you know, as a 
years, uh, we used to go to Kurt River a lot, you yeah. know, as, as young boys yeah. growing up, and uh, we uh, fished a lot then. But Did your dad fish for suckers back then? Or he, he gigged them. I know he gigged them, but yeah. did he fish for a cane or the pole like that? Or? I, I tell you what, Alex, he would take us down to uh, on Kurt River, a place called Quarry Hole. Oh, I know exactly where Quarry Hole He would take us down there just for the fun of it. With the old Zepco 202 reels, so we were just young kids, you know. <laughs> you remember that red bone? Oh, absolutely. I still he use one. Put a dough ball on that and throw that out there, and one of them old big carp get a hold of that, and then it would just go zip, 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 pow. That line would go, you know. You get a hold of. I could see him George right yeah. now. He wore his hat cocked sideways yeah. on his head. Everybody, MFA Farmers Exchange hat. And he wore key overalls and. He liked to smoke his Prince Albert. Yeah, and he, he talked to these boys like his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he memories. would. He would take us down there just for the fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, uh, we're very truly blessed to live where we live here in the Ozarks and to experience the current river and Jack's Fork River, 11 points, Gasconades, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Big Piney, Little Piney, all this right here in the beautiful southern Ozarks Redbone. Randy. So I got a question. Uh, I got a question know, Alex, for Randy. Uh, I learned a lot of my fishing from Rick. Just, you know, he did tell me, so Randy, you watch, you watch, you know, and you'll be you'll be able to watch and you see that sucker biting, you know, and, uh, and sure enough, you know, it, if you watch your rods close, you want to use a medium heavy rod, you know, pretty stiff. You call good Denali rod like I got. Yeah, yeah. There you, there go. you go. Hey, well, what do you think of those uh, that socket rod you had today? That, that's pretty because good you, rod. You feel about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, you know, it, I, I'm telling you, Ricky, Rick's got it down to a fine art. Well, he did, we just pulled up there today. And, <laughs> I got one. Instantly, we pull up and ain't no more throws it out and yeah. hooks a fish, Redbone. And let me tell you all, here, here's the way it's set up. We're going to go into the secrets in the bonus segment after this part. But you, you, you run a leader and you call that leader, what do you call that? A snail. A snail. And it, they run a line, then they got a swivel, then they hook the snail, which is a leader line. Then they got, what size of hook you running? Uh, it's a four or six. It's like a trout hook. And what they do, they put their earthworms on that hook. You can put them on there any way you want. Then they got a lead weight above the snail. It depends on the type and depth of water and the swiftness of what size of weight. But what size of weight you normally use? A quarter ounce? Well, if it's real swift, we use a half ounce. Okay. Know, and then like a, a quarter ounce. So what you do is you throw your, you, they, they cast with their the line with the current downriver. Yeah, right straight down the... And you, you just put your poles just like fishing for catfish yep. and just let it sit there. Then you sit there and watch your rod tip. Let's talk about that real quick. Share it with our listeners. Yeah, you just watch your rod tip, and, uh, you know, uh, they'll just, uh, you can always tell if it's some other fish, like, you know, that's not your, what you're fishing for. But the sucker, the, 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 you just watch it into your pole, and it'll just dawdle, you know. It'll dawdle. You'll see it move. You move, and then it'll pull down just a little bit. And if you can get that when it pulls down. down real fast, or just pulling down just a little yeah. jerk it. Yeah, just yep. set it real quick. So, set it real quick. So, fishing for these suckers, yeah. these bottom feeders, you got to be constantly watching your rods. Right. Back mm-hmm. and forth, you know, like... And uh, have you ever been fooled by the current? Make yeah, it look? Yes, yes. Okay. There's, there's, there can be some trash coming down the river, you know. And that may pull your bait. Yeah, get yeah. on your... But it uh, suckers is, is totally different. It's, it's the dawdling of the end of your pole, okay. you know. 
Now, what about Skipjack? Skipjack, we oh, don't need them. Now, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, got to hurry. If you throw your pole out and it hits the water and something's after it, Instantly. Instantly. It's Most of the skipjack. Yeah. It's skipjack. That's a coal fish red bone. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Alex. We need to wrap this up, and I, and, I, and I hate it, but we're we're out of time. So, uh, you know, people need to go over to the uh, podcast and hear the rest of this. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here, everybody, and we're gonna we're gonna share some more stuff with you. If you're a podcast listener, we do giveaways on there. Uh, please go to our website uh, or go to podcast care. Uh, sign up to listen to our shows. Go to our YouTube channel. Watch our shows. Uh, ARO Productions, Alex Rutledge Outdoor, American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, and uh, follow us. And also on social media, American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. But Randy, thanks for being on the radio part of the show. But again, podcast listeners, we're going to do the bonus segment. Randy, thanks for being on the show. And again, we have a saying here, American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, red bone, there's no reason to fear the wind. (laughs) So you never got to worry what the wind joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the bonus segment of American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. And, of course, this time we're brought to you by Wise Eye Technologies, the game cameras used by the American Roots crew and We'll talk about that some a little bit later on, and you'll hear from those folks. But, uh, Alex, a uh, wonderful radio show. We want to encourage people to go over and listen to those radio segments of this show. But uh, uh, got a great guest, and we've been talking sucker fishing today. And I know you're going to kind of get into some of the, the nuts and bolts of sucker fishing. And, and I want to say here, uh, number one, if we get into this, Alex, is uh, this is different than grabbing suckers. And in the oh, Ozarks, we all we all know about standing on a bridge and watching the you know when the the suckers are going upstream and grabbing suckers or gigging suckers in the dead of winter, and we all know about that. But not a lot of people get out and actually sucker fish with a pole and a line and bait. And I think that's why today's show is so intriguing for everybody because. You know, does the bass go really deep in the lakes? Uh, you know, we need to go have somewhere to go. And these sucker fish, I'm going to assume, they bite pretty much year-round. Well, they, they will pretty much year-round, Randy, won't they? Well, yeah. You know, uh, you fish all summer long, Alex, and mm-hmm. then up to gigging season. Huh? And then that's when it's That's all, when you quit fishing. That's when we quit fishing. Yeah. yeah. So there is, there's a few sucker fishermen in the current river and Jack's Fork rivers. But it's not as popular as it used to be, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think it's starting to gain more popularity. It, this radio show is going to probably get some more people yeah. sucker fishing. <laughs> We've noticed uh, other boats now uh, that's uh, doing it, you know. Uh, I don't know, there's probably three or four boats here the other day. You know, I saw on yeah, three or four yeah. today. You know, I remember as a kid growing up, Randy, if you don't mind me interrupting, uh, they had sucker tournaments. You remember oh, that? Yeah. They used to yeah. have sucker tournaments, and everybody, they'd be 20, 30 boats in a sucker tournament. Yeah. But they, they people's quit doing it. It sounds like. Yeah. You know, uh, the sucker, I mean, it's not, they're, they're good fighters. Oh, you know? yeah. You need some pretty good lines. They slipped our drags today. We caught oh, someone yeah. close to two pounds, Redbone. Yeah. Wow. That's a good day. Yeah. It, uh, you know, you'll catch something else every now and then, you'll 
kids like a buffalo or, you know, or a drum, you know. Uh, but the sucker is the main uh, target. target. Yeah, that's the target, yeah. yeah. Uh, red horse, you know, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the over, uh, uh, outcome of it is yeah. that when you uh, – Get you about 10, 15 good suckers. Ooh, yellow suckers, too. There's a yeah, yellow, yellow sucker, yellow. there's a red horse, and there's the hog sucker. Yeah. And we talked about those earlier in the show. The yellow sucker, let's talk about that. Well, they got a silver silver side, too, I think. Yeah. And they, uh, uh, sometimes they can be a little more aggressive on the bite, too. You know? Really? Yeah. Are uh, they as good eating as, oh, yeah. as the, the hog sucker, the yellow yeah. sucker? Yeah, they are. They're more of a longer, uh, they're not as bulky. Yeah, they ain't uh, got the square head like the hog yeah. sucker, you know. Yeah. And you get really good flies off of them, Alex. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna ask Randy too what what he preferred the yellow suckers and the red horse because I prefer to eat the yellow suckers. You know what? The yellow suckers <laughs> are the best. They are a little yeah. water meat. They are a little water. Yeah, they sure are, uh, Redbone. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't know really what to say. You know, I mean, you just love both, it. They're both what have you good. Got, what have you got to say to all the listeners that's never done this? Well, <laughs> just don't come to Van Buren where we fish, but go other rivers. No, <laughs> we're joking. We're joking. But no, yeah. what are you going to say? They're missing out a lot of fun that they could do with yeah. their family. You don't have to be quiet in a boat. No. You can you can listen they, to your radio and that could be boats and motors. Yeah, buy you Alex, and they'll buy it just the same. Sometimes yeah. it makes them bite better because it stirs stuff up. Yeah. I did you know that, Redbone? I did know that. They think it's going to feed on the bottom. If you get that water stirred up and get that stuff bouncing up off the bottom, it's just going to enhance your opportunities. Well, I was trying to chum them today. Randy didn't know it, but I was throwing extra minute, uh, not minute, but extra worms outside the boat, letting them go down towards my line, but it didn't help me. Right, so, so Alex, here's. I think three or four. Yeah, yeah Alex, here, here's a question. Good time today. Oh, man, good yeah. time. we got to do it again. Are you going again tomorrow? Well, I think I am, Alex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going with? I'm going to go with my brother Rick. Oh! It'll be a competition all day long. We, oh, how many boats are going? Uh, there's three boats. Three boats, so there'll be but, six people. No, I think this Tony is going to be in his boat. Okay, by himself. And then Norman's going to be in his boat, and me and Rick's going to be together. Okay. So you know, so you and Rick will try to outfish each other. Me, probably, you know. He's hard to beat. I'll guarantee you. Yeah, I have. I have. But I'll tell you. He's good. He's, he's sharp-eyed. He's sharp. He's if, sharp. You ever, if you ever feel the boat lunge, and he's grabbing for his boat. <laughs> you know, and Rick's he, about 6'4", everybody. He weighs yeah. 325 pounds, a big old boy. Yeah, bless his heart, Alex. Oh, I love he's him. He's lost about 30 pounds. But he looks good, he man, looks today. Good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a shame he's not here with us on the yeah. show, but we'll get him on here. He, he's kind of a shy guy in a yeah. little bit. But little bit. I tell you what, you talk about a marksman, a good shot oh, with a rifle. And, and and he loves to cook for people, too, yeah. don't he? Yeah. And I see Rick right now. He's probably cooking fish for friends over there right now tonight, what he caught today. But he'd probably go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 He always does that, Red Bull. You should have seen that big fish I caught. All right, so Alex, I've got one question here before we wrap it up, and we just got yeah. another minute or so. And, yeah. uh, and just to, to you or Randy or whoever, 
You talked about the fact you were using earthworms earlier. Well, that kind of leaves the door open. Do these fish prefer like the little red wigglers or regular earthworms or night crawlers? He's smiling like he don't want to tell us. Give it up, Randy. Give it up to our listeners. Come I'll on. tell you what, Redbone, I prefer the little uh, red wiggler worms. Really? Is that because they're, they're more active on the hook and they'll attract the fish? Well, yeah. And I like to use two worms. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Let me ask you this before we wrap it up. we got 45 seconds. You ready? What do you got to say to all of our listeners out there that's never sucker fished? Well, they need to they need to do it, Alex. Just try it. And, uh, you know, if you catch a, a few of them, you're, you're going to get hooked. And, and not only that, you'll have some uh, excellent fillets when yeah. you get them yeah. filleted. And, and uh, they're just good eating. Good, yeah. eat. good eating. Excellent fish. Do you think I can? Family. Count? It's good uh, family group. For, you know, yeah, you both. can do it together. Yeah, do it together. Or take friends or whatever. Let me ask yeah. this question. You think I can get you and Rick to maybe take some of my friends someday? He's smiling. Come on, Randy. We probably would. All right. That'll be good, everybody. You got it right here. Randy, thanks for being on the show. I love you guys, man. We've got wonderful memories today, Redbone. And all of our listeners, thank you again for listening and tuning in to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rose and friends. Here on the bonus segment, uh, be sure to to go to our website and uh, any podcast listener, give us a good rating. Tell us that you love this show, and if you want to learn more about sucker fishing, you can probably contact uh, Rick Sarton on Facebook, Randy, uh, Kathy Sarton, his wife, to ask questions. They'd be glad to answer your question and share anything they can with you. And Redbone, thank you again, too, and uh, for helping us uh, produce this show. And prayers goes out to Wayne Locke again to heal soon. And uh, everybody, thank you so much. Remember, share the outdoor with a child. Uh, share the outdoor with somebody you love. You know, it's all about you and I teaching people about something we love. Our heritage is sucker fishing this week. Thanks for listening. Redbone, when your roots run deep and strong. There's no reason to fear the wind.